0: Welcome to Intersect Where Church Meets Culture. My name is Josh Desch. I'm the lead pastor of Northeast Presbyterian Church in lovely Columbia, South Carolina. And I am joined as always by my whimsical wife, Betsy.
1: Hi. Hey there, Bets. Hi. Thank you. Whimsical. That's fun.
0: It is fun. And you are almost always whimsical.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes.
0: Well, absolutely. It's a fitting word. And, Betts, um, I just want to say to the Intersect listening world, happy holidays, season's greetings, Merry Christmas. It's Advent season. It is. That's exciting, right?
1: It It, it is. And every year when it comes... To this time of year, I say, How'd we get here so fast? How'd
0: we get here so fast? Yeah. Well, in light of the time of year, we have a wonderful uh, title for, for an episode. I think this is going to be a really fun discussion, Bets. Here is the title for today's episode The Gospel According to Elf.
1: Man, it's going to be great.
0: The movie. <laughs> the movie. The movie. Remember that movie came out in 2003, rated PG. It stars Will Ferrell, James Kane, and Zoe Deschanel. Uh, it did well at the box office. You can look that up, uh, and it got 80, it's got eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. But you know, Bets, I feel like this movie Elf. I feel like it's like a vintage bottle of wine. It seems to get better with time. Yes, do you agree with that?
1: I think so. I think my appreciation for Elf has only grown over time.
0: Well, <laughs> let's just whet the audience's appetite for the movie Elf. I know lots of you have seen the movie many times, but some of you perhaps have not. Here is a clip from the movie Elf 2003. This is, uh, and we're gonna talk about this movie without uh, spoiling the plot. You're still gonna be able to uh, watch this movie and enjoy it. But here's a clip where Buddy the Elf meets his dad. Dad! (laughs) All right, uh, let's get it over with. I I walked all day and night to find you. Uh, You look like you came from the North Pole exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. You did? So, go on. Uh, Go on with what? Well, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Um, I'm... I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song, (laughs) and, um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born, so I'm here now, I found you, daddy, and guess what, I love you, I love you, I love you! (sighs) Wow, that was weird. All right, there you go. buddy. Great intro. The Elf. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love I love that part.
1: Yes. It's
0: fantastic. Bets. what a great movie. What do we mean by this title? Bets? First of all, let's just start with this. For you and for me and for anyone who calls himself a Christian, the gospel is the greatest news that any person can ever hear. It's the message that brings eternal life to all who will receive it by faith. So that's, we love the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's the center of our faith because the gospel is the message of who Jesus is and what Jesus did when he came to the earth. And so because Jesus is the center of our faith, the gospel is the center of our faith. But let's acknowledge that for a lot of Christians, the gospel is almost like white noise, right? Yeah. You hear the word so often That's right. that it almost kind of bleeds into the background?
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think some people would even say, "Well, what is the gospel?" Sure. What does that even mean? Christian and non-Christian?
0: Yeah, well, the movie Elf is hopefully going <laughs> to is hopefully going to help us. That's right. with this Eliminate. question of mm-hmm. what is the gospel? And also, for a lot of people, and this is true for both Christians and non-Christians, the fact that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus is also kind of white noise, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You know, it's in the background. People know the story, uh, but it's it's kind of like family photos on the wall in your home. It's important, but it's easy to not even notice them anymore. Mm-hmm. So we've it's got we've got these two things. We've got Christmas, which I think most people know is about Jesus. And you've got the gospel, which is all about Jesus. And so our goal today is to connect the gospel, the message of who Jesus is and what Jesus did to the meaning of Christmas. And what better way to do that than through the movie Elf.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes, let's do this.
0: how does that sound to you?
1: Yes, I'm here for it.
0: All right, you've heard uh, an opening scene where Buddy uh, just serenades his dad there with a lovely song. But Bets, what do you love about the movie Elf? Maybe you could share some of your favorite scenes from this film. I've got some scenes that I'm excited to share, but what do you love about this movie?
1: Well, just to set the stage for any listener who hasn't seen Elf, um, Elf is about a grown human man um, (laughs) named Buddy. I don't know if he's got a last name, but he was, I guess he was given up for adoption as a baby. He was put into an orphanage and raised by nuns. Uh, when he was very young, and then he ended up crawling into Santa's bag one year at Christmas. Yep. And Santa didn't know he was in there and took him back to the North Pole.
0: Figured it had to happen at some point. Right. Yeah.
1: And so Buddy was raised alongside elves who are making toys year round, and, you know, he. Will Farrell is what? Six something. Six feet I something. actually looked
0: this up. He's six foot three.
1: So he, Will Farrell is not a small person. No. So just imagine uh, Buddy, played by Will Farrell, being in the world of elves, and it's hilarious. So anyway, Buddy decides at one point to go and try to find his real dad. And I think, does he know his first name? He knows his first yeah, name knows is Walter. Yeah, he knows his name. Yep. He knows his name, and he knows he lives in a place called New York City. And that is where the fun begins. So the scene that Josh played in the beginning is where Buddy walks into his dad's office in the Empire State Building, and um, that's where it all starts. So what I wanted to talk about, I mean, I could have said the whole movie because it's truly one of my favorites. Um, But Buddy is just this delightful elf person, um, and he is full of joy. He's full of Christmas cheer. Um, And he's full of all things non-cynical. And so one of my favorite quotes from this movie is he walks into a department store that's decorated like the toy section. It's called the North Pole. And he's insistent that it is indeed not the North Pole because that's where he grew up. Um, He would know. Yes. And so one of the clerks at the store says, why are you smiling like that? And Buddy says, I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Mm. How fun is that? Smiling's mm-hmm. Smiling's my favorite he's just there to spread christmas cheer um i also love where buddy talks about the four main food groups that elves <laughs> try to stick to and they are candy candy canes candy corns and syrup so that's it. this man runs on sugar and he said that after he drank a lot an, of
0: us run on sugar
1: that's true <laughs> he said that after he drank an entire bottle of coke in one gulp
0: yeah
1: um And then I also love at one point also in the movie, he confronts fake Santa because he knows the real Santa, of course, and he sees an imposter. He's zealous for the truth. Mm. And he says to Santa, you sit on a throne of lies. You stink. You smell like beef and cheese. You don't (laughs) smell like Santa. And then he proceeds to destroy the toy section in an all-out brawl. So that part is pretty awesome.
0: Love that part. Yeah. Yeah. So we each picked out scenes from the movie without telling the other person what we we're going to pick. I wasn't sure if we were going to have overlapping scenes. So we had one. I also picked out the scene where he confronts... Santa. The beef and cheese smelling fake <laughs> Santa. Um, my my first scene that I picked out, three scenes, um, Buddy is walking the streets of New York. I think so many of our listeners have had an experience. You've gone to New York, right? It's just a destination. If you grew up on the East Coast, you're probably going to go to New York. We lived... 10 minutes outside of New York for six years. Mm -hmm. So we certainly know what it's like to walk the streets of New York. So Buddy is walking the streets of New York and he sees a sign in the window of a a coffee shop that says world's best cup of coffee. (laughs) And he (laughs) rushes into the coffee shop and says, you did it. Congratulations, the world's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. (laughs) It's great to meet you. (laughs) So I just love that. You know, he's like, wow, of all the people in the world, they did it. They you did the world. It. They nailed it. You and I are big coffee drinkers. Yes. So that connected with me. If there really was a place that had the world's best cup of coffee, wouldn't we want to go to that, best?
1: We would, but that's completely subjective.
0: Totally subjective.
1: Yeah, that's not doable. Um,
0: love that scene. Uh, my my second scene was also where he confronts the fake Santa and tells mm. him he sits upon a throne of lies. <laughs> I love the wrestling match that happens between him and that guy. And then my third scene is when Buddy sits on the lap of Papa Elf, oh. which there's actually two times he does this. One time is when Papa Elf has the talk with Buddy, which in this case means he tells him that he's not actually an elf, but a human. <laughs> And I also love at the end of the movie when Buddy has a kid and Papa Elf asks to see his little baby and he sits on Papa Elf's lap. Yes. And one of the th- reasons I love that is Will Ferrell is six foot three. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he weighs 220. That's just a, that's just a he's guess. He's a big guy. And he's wearing green tights. and no, so yellow tights. Yellow tights, sorry. And the image of him just sitting on the lap of a Papa Elf is hilarious. It is. So those were, those were my three scenes. Yeah. Well, okay, that's... Tons of hilarious stuff in this movie, but let's connect this to real life for a few minutes. We live in an incredibly cynical period of time. Mm -hmm. Agree with that?
1: I do. Very much so.
0: Um, So snarkiness is king. Mm -hmm. Um, Hope is not really that cool Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe hope's never been cool, but it's certainly not cool right now.
1: Well, it's it's interesting because, so we just watched Elf, as of this recording, we just watched it probably two weeks ago when we were putting up our tree. We were the controversial people who put our tree up before Thanksgiving. Um, We We usually do, to be honest, with our listeners. Um, But anyway, so we put it up, we had Elf on, and it's so fascinating. You know, I've, I've always loved this movie, but our kids, it's so interesting to watch them watch Elf because they're constantly cringing, They find Elf difficult to watch because Buddy gets himself into all of these situations that are incredibly awkward. Why are they awkward? They're awkward because, obviously, he doesn't know the conventions of a human world. He's only used to how Elves operate. Um, But Buddy's too earnest, right? He's He's completely childlike. He's undeterred by skepticism and scorn of others. You know, he finds delight in eating, this is disgusting, but in eating the gum that people have stuck under the railings of the subway. Can like, I that's just
0: gross. Can I just say something, though? Yeah. If you've ever grabbed an old piece of gum, it does still have a little flavor. Like, <laughs> have you I, done it? Sure. Like a week, I hope it's your own. Yeah, but like, I mean, like a week later. I mean, if you've never wow. tried a piece of gum. I can't believe gum. you yeah, just not, admitted I, to that. Not other people's gum, but... There's that, still some flavor there. That I'm was bold just say that, that you
1: admitted to yeah, that. Well, but anyway. <laughs> I just, I,
0: just, I you know, appreciate Buddy doing that.
1: Uh, buddy, he's just, he's determined to spread cheer and he thinks the best of people. He doesn't look for anybody's angle. And, you know, we expect him, maybe you expect him over the course of the movie to kind of wise up and become a little bit hardened and jaded. Sure, sure. He never does. He nope. Instead, what he does is he lifts everyone around him to experience the wonder of the world. Hmm. And that's why I find elf so wonderful because it is completely and utterly non
0: cynical So buddy, he has no uh, defensiveness to him. like he has there's no self-protectiveness, right mm-hmm. um, It's really just a childlike faith, uh, childlike hope. and there's just nothing really cool about that yeah. in our monoculture. Well right? and,
1: and so when we were thinking about this, I, I Googled the definition of cynicism and um, Mm. I think a lot of us can relate to this. I know I can. Um, It's the inclination to believe, this is how Google defined it, the inclination to believe that people are motivated purely by self-interest and skepticism. Another definition said distrusting or disparaging the motives of others. So, you know, even in that opening scene with his dad, Walter, right? Walter's probably the most cynical of them all. He says, you know, what's this about? Where'd you come from? What are you doing? Um, You know, so... We're always looking for the angle behind what's going on.
0: Yeah. Now, I would say that we live in a really harsh, brutal world. Mm -hmm. And so, especially people that have been through a lot of bad stuff, they tend to think that humans are all just bad people. That's right. We're always selfish. We're sort of... It's all about power.
1: Well, and cynicism is self-protective in a lot of ways. It is. And sometimes needfully.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. There is... you. You don't want too much naivete in that's life, right. right? Like, Buddy
1: couldn't really go to New York City.
0: No, no, he wouldn't he really make it. Right. Um,
1: he does get hit by a taxi at one point, too. So
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you and I have, I will tell you this I have crossed the streets in New York. And if you are not out of, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're in the crosswalk. <laughs> if you're not out by the time that little man changes, I, they will hit you. <laughs> they will hit you. Uh, I just want to say that. Uh, um, but yeah, Buddy is. Uh, Obviously, it's a movie, okay, but I think that he points to something that uh, is needed in our culture, because today, Hope uh, Hope is viewed as childlike or even infantile, Um, and I would say adults recognize that the world sucks, and that's just the way it is, so deal with it, and while dealing with it, you might as well make fun of it. Mm. that would be that just sort of makes the fact that the world sucks a little bit easier Mm. and again we don't want to say we don't want to put on rose colored glasses and pretend like life's not really hard
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in a million different ways that's right but and here's where we connect to christmas i would make the argument bets that we were built for hope
1: Mm.
0: that hope is not just a pipe dream but that Hope is something that is inside of every every person is looking for it. And uh, because we recognize that the brokenness of the world is not the way the world is supposed to be.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: And that's the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is uh, the world is not supposed to be broken like it is, but it is broken like it is, and so God has... Come to fix all of that pain and all of that brokenness mm. through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, that is a radically countercultural message uh, from everything sucks, and the best you can do is laugh at it or just play the game. Mm. And play the game means you step on whoever you need to step on to get to the place you want to be. Mm. Well, maybe you try to be a decent person. In the process, but um, the Bible is all about hope. Bets, yeah, beginning to end. Yep, Christmas yep. is all about hope.
1: <clears throat> Another thing I thought about is Buddy. Now, not to over spiritualize Buddy, but he's kind of an evangelist for an unseen reality, <laughs> is he not? The unseen reality is he's telling people Santa's real. This is all real. And remember, Santa's sleigh won't fly because the the. Um, believe a meter or whatever isn't isn't rising enough yeah. to give it power. Yeah. So so what what we see buddy do is he's trying to re-enchant people's world. Yeah. People have yeah. become very disenchanted. Totally. With, and and they're saying they're saying what what is real is only the here and now and buddy yeah. says no 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 no. There's this reality that you need to believe in. So I am not in any way equating Belief in Christ with belief in Santa—not in the slightest bit. We have good reason to believe um, for our sure, faith. There's sure. Um, yeah, you know, there's that a million would, ways that we would be take an up.
0: atheist-like sort of—that's right—below the belt argument. Yes,
1: it's like believing in Santa. Yeah, right. But that to say that—that's another thing that we see is Buddy is is out there preaching about the realities of Christmas. Yeah, I
0: got to be honest. I even I still cringe a little bit at certain parts, <laughs> and I think that that is largely from some of the, again, we're catechized by the culture, my tendency to go toward a just sort of a cynical uh, mindset. I see it in myself Hmm. sometimes. Um, But here's the thing. Christmas is all about hope. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there's part of the reason that Christmas resonates with so many people, regardless of whether they're they're really followers of Christ, whether they're really committed Christians, whether they, they ever read their Bible, ever pray. People love Christmas; they just do. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Like people love Christmas; they love the music, they love the hymns, they love the carols. It's always funny to me that you can turn on a totally secular uh, radio station and hear a Christmas carol or hymn mm-hmm. that has like incredibly profound lyrics for, mm-hmm. for one month of the year. Uh, and Christmas, and, and I I would root it in this yearning of humanity to have hope mm. in something. Mm. And that's what the gospel is. And that's what Christmas is really all about, Bets, That's right. So uh, let's kind of wrap this up. Uh, but here's what I, here's how that's, and you could maybe give us your take on it, but here's kind of my concluding thoughts on all of this. Uh, here, here would be the cynical take on Christmas, because we, we are, we're, we're talking about cynicism. The cynical take on Christmas would be that Christmas is just all about business.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all about,
0: it's a time of year where uh, companies make a ton of money. They sell a bunch of stuff. People like it because it's a break from work or whatever. They get time with family. Uh, But I would just say this. Christmas is not simply a distraction from the pain, frustration, and or boredom of your life, which is what a lot of people feel. Instead, it is a true story, and there can be no better hope than that. That's right. That's the gospel. That's what Christmas is all about.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. The story is that Jesus came as a man, fully man and fully God, to pay for our sins and to reconcile us with God. And He was given to as a uh, to us as a gift. Uh, that's what we celebrate at Christmas. And that's what right. What a beautiful thing.
0: That's right. And that childlike faith, that belief, that joy that Buddy embodies so well, is a picture of what God wants for us. That's right. In in the sense of not giving in to our worst instincts of just saying everything is a burning garbage dump and I might as well just make fun of it and try to squeeze a little bit of joy out of it, but instead to say, well, what if instead there's a story about God making everything brand new Mm. and he's already begun that work now and one day he's going to finish it. That's right. When Jesus comes back, a the second divine time.
1: rescue mission.
0: In His name, the Gentiles will hope. Matthew twelve twenty one. Lots of other verses we could talk about regarding hope. Bets, shouldn't people watch Elf this year?
1: I would say so. I would say so. Just uh, just bask in that completely childlike delight, um, and that there's there's a lot of enjoyment there, and you know there's a couple scenes that are a little um, questionable. But uh, but overall, great movie.
0: It is P- It is PG. It is. For the it record. is.
1: And and does just point to the deeper realities that what God wants from us is that childlike faith and trust.
0: Yep. yep. If you're looking for a church this Advent season, would love to see it at Northeast Presbyterian Church, anyprez.com. Um, but there's lots of great churches that you can find you can always and also wherever you are listening to us from you can watch us we have a live stream every single week our service is at 930 a.m <laughs> thanks for joining us everybody we hope you have a wonderful Christmas uh, from us here at intersect we've got some amazing stuff in the new year I can't wait for people to hear about some of the stuff we have coming in the new year but we hope you have a great Christmas <laughs> and that's what helps us out if they do it
1: Well, friends, you know where we are. We're on all those major podcast apps. If you would um, give us that rating and review, that helps people to find us. And we trust that you'll have a blessed Christmas, and we'll see you in 2023.
0: Merry Christmas.